It's game day eve for the BYU football program. They get ready to take on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. The Red Raiders' first ever visit to the Beehive State to take on BYU. Who ultimately is going to come out with the W? We'll talk about that. We're also going to catch up with BYU linebacker Harrison Taggart, who's got a new role that he will be inheriting as Ben Bywater is done for the season. It's all ahead on Locked on Cougars. You are Locked on Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day, everybody. Hope you all are doing well out there. This is your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And thank you to all of you for your continued patronage of the show. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more with our friends at FanDuel right now. New customers, bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. Alright, let's dive right in on today's show and it's obviously game day eve. BYU set to host the Texas Tech Red Raiders inside Lavelle Edwards Stadium. 5 o'clock kickoff mountain time locally uh, broadcast on FS1. Looking forward to this one, honestly. And I know that sounds like almost uh, crazy talk considering the nature of the loss last week against TCU. But I'm just looking and kind of reading the tea leaves right now for BYU. I think they were highly, highly embarrassed. Uh, we heard earlier this week on the podcast, those exact words come from the mouth of Connor Pay. They were embarrassed by the performance against TCU, and they are expecting to get back into the win column. And the thing about this game is you've got a lot of things going for you in this one. I am fully expecting Texas Tech to start Jake Strong, their freshman quarterback, in this game. Just like Baron Morton is just facing the long odds to play in this game. I'm not going to count anything out, but uh, I expect to see Jake Strong uh, taking snaps. Now, he has completed 16 of 28 passes or 173 yards, 57.1 completion percentage, a one touchdown against three interceptions uh, in his limited action he has seen so far with Texas Tech. I know that last week BYU went up against Josh Hoover, and obviously you expected to dominate a guy in his first career start. Uh, the hope is this week that BYU does not uh, overlook anybody when it comes to this game. And Jay Hill said as much. He said, you've got to expect every player who steps on that football field is capable of being the guy to beat you. And that's BYU cannot afford to overlook or take lightly that Texas Tech is struggling in the quarterback department. Because if they do... We all saw the result last week because it felt like in some ways they did take Josh Hoover just a little bit too lightly and he lit them up, no doubt about it. Now the best uh, thing that a quarterback can obviously use is having a strong running uh, game alongside him. Taj Brooks, one of the top, if not the top running back in the Big 12. He leads the nation in rushing right now with 786 yards on the year. He's averaging a healthy 6 yards per carry. Uh, He is obviously going to be a key to Texas Tech coming in here and getting a victory. But the thing about this is I think the BYU is frankly desperate 
desperate uh, to get back into the win column. As I mentioned, I think the Cougars were embarrassed by how they performed against the TCU Horned Frogs. I think that they had essentially everything that could go wrong went wrong in that game. And the hope is that in a week's time now, obviously, BYU will be able to correct some of the things that they did wrong. Uh, most notably, you've got to avoid self-inflicted wounds, those penalties that are just dumb. The Crew Wakely one will forever live on in people's minds from that TCU game. But those uh, type of penalties, we're talking illegal touching, the false starts, offsides, th- those are things that hurt your chances of winning football games. So do turnovers. Take care of the football, BYU. Handle your business. And at the same time about this, it's absolutely incredible uh, to watch what is going down between these two teams because it feels like both of these teams, this game in particular for both, speaking of both Texas Tech and BYU, in many respects holds a key for both of these teams to potentially get to bowl eligibility. Now, that may sound a little bit wild uh, for most of you out there, but if BYU gets to 5-2 and two heading to Texas versus 4-3 and three and a two-game losing streak heading into Texas, there's a very different feel between those two. Now, the same thing goes for Texas Tech. They are sub-500 right now, and they want nothing more than to even the record at 4-4 four and four and obviously have a chance to pick up a couple more wins or maybe three more wins or whatever down the stretch to get to bowl eligibility. So I, I think you're going to have two squads going into this game who are very eager to get back into the win column because it may prove pivotal in terms of their opportunities to get to the postseason. Now, we all know that bowl games have become a dime a dozen, but here's the thing. Coaches will tell you that the extra opportunity to play a game, no matter the opponent, no matter the locale, the chance to practice with your team a little bit more and just have that opportunity to celebrate in the postseason with them, it's critical for team morale. Obviously, it's a, it's a benchmark for like baseline success. In college football. So there's a very, very uh, tall order here uh, in this game. Uh, in a game that otherwise doesn't necessarily have a ton of star potential to it. The nice part is it still is on Fox Sports 1. It is still on national television uh, across the country. It's in actually a very advantageous time spot, uh, speaking of across the country. This is going to kick off at 7 o'clock Eastern time on the East Coast. If any East Coaster wants to tune into this game, hopefully these two programs will be able to keep them entertained. My concern, though, is uh, in terms of the entertainment factor, when you're starting a true freshman quarterback in Jake Strong, potentially for Texas Tech, and Keaton Slovis is BYU starting quarterback is coming off one of his worst performances. I I would say it's his worst performance of the season to date against TCU. Well, the quarterback play really is what drives uh, stars to uh, drives uh, eyeballs to games. Can they get steady quarterback play in this game? I am expecting BYU will get uh, more uh, steady quarterback play from from Keaton Slovis. If they don't, maybe at that point, maybe if, if this is a back-to-back games where he goes out and just uh, he's lost his mind in, in a way and just is not necessarily functioning the way that BYU needs him to in their offense, then at that point, I'm saying uh, going into the Texas game, the tail end of the season with uh, five games remaining, well, at that point, you have four games to work with with regards to red shirts for both, a red shirt for Jake Retzloff. At that point, you may start looking towards the future, uh, and obviously you could start to work him in to some more packages, uh, game time, that type of stuff. But I'm not, I'm, this is not the game to do that. There has been some talk out there. I've Trust me, I've seen it in our YouTube comments. I saw it on social media after the TCU game saying, it's time to switch quarterbacks. Folks, the thing is, BYU, they're the only people that really know what Jake Retzloff can do. We have not ever seen this young man play at the Division I level. We have seen him in junior college, obviously, but we have not seen him at the Power 5 FBS level compete in a game. It's a big unknown with him. 
This is not the game to test that out. This is the game to tell Keaton, go sort things out. Get back to doing what you were doing against Cincinnati, what you are doing against Kansas before the bye week. Don't know what got into him uh, going up against TCU, but a lot of the uh, wind in his sails went out of the, went out really, really quickly in that game, and obviously BYU suffered as a result in that 44-11 to uh, loss. This is a game for him to go out there and prove that that's an anomaly. That's the one-off. That's the exception. The norm is more of what he's been showing most of the season. So we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to this. Like I said, there's storylines on both sides of this game for both of these programs. And in many ways, it feels like, yeah, it's not necessarily like a lot of people use the term must win or like it's not must win because must win would come down to let's say BYU gets to the tail end of the season. Let's say they pick up a win maybe tomorrow against Texas Tech or they stun West Virginia out in Morgan, whatever. They're sitting at five and Five and six on the season, potentially going into the final week of the season, Thanksgiving weekend against Oklahoma State. You want to talk about pressure? That is the must win scenario. You win, you go to a bowl game. You don't win, you're five and seven and you're staying home for Christmas. That is where it's must win. But it feels like this game has about as close to must win uh, stakes on it for both uh, Texas Tech and BYU in this game if they both want to or if one or the other wants to go play in the postseason. That, it really it comes down to that, it feels like, in many ways. Now, BYU has absorbed a number of injuries, particularly on the defensive side of the football. The heart and soul of their defense, Ben Bywater, an absolute star, has been lost for the season. He made that announcement on my radio show earlier this week. Well, the man who is replacing him has got a lot of uh, things he's got to do to fill in for a star of Ben uh, Bywater's caliber, but had a great opportunity to catch up with Harrison Taggart, who is endeavoring to do just that. And we are going to talk with him coming up next right here on Locked On Cougars. Now let's get a word in on our friends over at BetterHelp. This episode of Locked On Cougars is sponsored by BetterHelp and it's a, it's here for you guys to help you guys out no matter where you're at in your life. The thing about BetterHelp is, is it's here no matter what you may be facing. Some of you may have some unresolved uh, trauma in your life or think about uh, times you things were good or things were bad in your life. The thing is about this is sometimes your brain gets in the way and this is where uh, better help can help out my friends uh, you want you know what you should do you know what you good good for you but you just can't do you can't seem to break through and get the job done well therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so then you can work on yourself instead of against yourself it's as simple as that my friends I know there's a lot of things that goes on when it talk, um, talking about therapy of this sort but the thing about this better help wants to make it simple for you guys if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online it's going to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule you just fill out a quick, brief questionnaire get matched with a licensed therapist and you you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with our friend. Make your brain your friend, excuse me, with our friends at BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on college and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp H-E-L-P.com slash locked on college. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. We've been talking about FanDuel for months now, folks. They're a very strong and pr- proud sponsor of ours here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Absolutely love these guys. And what they're doing. They want to let you guys have some extra fun when it comes uh, to breaking in uh, to the NFL season and having fun with it this season. And do it with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $200 in bonus bets. Oh, excuse me. Get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, on your original bet. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action and do it uh, right away. It's uh, On the app, is really, really simple. It's easy to use. And there's a wide range of betting options, including sports. 
spreads, player props, over-unders, and many, many more. So take advantage of the opportunity now and go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season and just have some fun with it uh, with the NFL ongoing. It's all courtesy of your friends at FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the podcast. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday whenever you listen to this. Maybe if you're listening on Saturday leading up to the game. Hope you all are doing well, uh, truthfully. Now, uh, I'm going to say this right now. I have a pair of tickets to watch BYU and Texas Tech play in this game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. You know why I held on to that? Because I want to reward those of you who tune in and stay with the podcast. If you would like a chance to win a pair of tickets, I'm pulling this up right now, I would like to send you guys to the game tomorrow afternoon, evening, whatever you want to term it at 5 o'clock. So, the way to do that, I will pick a random winner. All you got to do to enter to win is to send your name and your interest uh, to LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. It's our email address, LockedOnBYU you at gmail.com uh, express your interest in going to the game we'll pick a random winner we'll get you connected and we'll get you those tickets to go out and support the Cougars at LES looking forward to it and obviously a big thank you uh, to one of our uh, let's just call them uh, anonymous benefactors right here on the podcast and trust me there are a lot of you out there who have reached out in similar circumstances and I cannot thank you guys enough for doing it so once again if you would like to go to the game you got some time tomorrow evening uh, reach out now locked on BYU at gmail.com let us know you're interested and we will pick a random winner get you in contact get get in contact with you guys uh probably coming up friday night so that we can get you squared away and obviously you can go out and enjoy the game uh tomorrow at lavelle edwards stadium all right now, on to business. Uh, ben Bywater, as I mentioned, is out for the season. Harrison Taggart has done an admirable job filling in for him. Uh, a, a, an undersized linebacker, I don't mean that in, in a derogatory sense. What I love about Harrison Taggart, he's got sprinter speed at the linebacker position. Not necessarily the tallest guy on the football field, but he puts his nose in there and he gets the job done as best he possibly can. I had a great opportunity earlier this week of practice to catch up with Harrison, talk about uh, what he has observed watching Ben Bywater, other guys like A.J. Vong, Sean, as well as Max Tooley, and at the same time, stepping onto the football field and contributing in large doses alongside those players and obviously getting ready for this game against Texas Tech. So without further ado, here you go, uh, um, Harrison Taggart with myself on Locked on Cougars. Harrison, we learned this week that Ben Bywater's done for the year. He made that announcement on radio. You've been filling in for him at that Mac linebacker spot. What I want to ask you from your perspective, what does BYU lose with him going out for the year? You know, Ben brings things that people don't even imagine on the field. He brings a leadership mentality, um, whether he's calling checks, whether he's just bringing the blow. Um, Ben's done it for so long, and everybody knows Ben. Um, I'm devastated. The whole team is devastated along with Ben. I can't even imagine how he's feeling. Um, but it's a big loss for the team. Ben's, Ben's an amazing guy on and off the field. Now, you're a guy who came in here as a transfer. Obviously, was, you came down from Oregon. Did you expect to play as much as you have already in a BYU uniform? You know, I came in with a mentality that I'm going to work and let the coaches make the decision. I didn't have any expectations. I just knew that I was going to come in and work and trust the coaches. That's all you can do on this uh, talking game. With, uh, talking with Coach Hill, he said that you may be one of the best athletes overall, I felt like, on the defense. What, what do you make of that, of that compliment? That's an amazing compliment. Um, wow, yeah. Thank you, Coach Hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he, t he talked about your ability to play sideline to sideline just with your speed and everything. Do you feel like that's an advantage for you as a linebacker? Oh, it's definitely an advantage. I mean, the game is so spread out than what it was 15, 20 years ago mm -hmm. where it was just mutton busting in the box. Yeah, um, yeah it's definitely an advantage um, with the screen game, with the sideline passes. Yeah. 
mutton busting in the box. I've never heard that expression. Right, there before. you go. Are you are you a rodeo guy by chance? Yeah. Or? Okay, to a degree. I like that. I just never heard that expression. I like that. It makes a lot of sense, though, at the same time. Now, with regards to getting ready for Texas Tech, before we do that, I want to ask you about the TCU game, obviously. Not your guys' best performance as a team as a whole. What did you take away from the Horned Frogs? You know, we just need to fix little things, um, and we need connection better as a team. Um, there were a lot of things where we didn't communicate the way we wanted to. Um, we just need more energy overall. Mm -hmm. um, there were little loafs on the field, or not on the field, but on and off the field. Yeah. Um, connection. Connection is a huge thing that I took away from the game. Now, same thing with Coach Hill. He talked about the third downs. You guys get them to 19 third downs, but they convert 12 of them. That's something like 60-some-odd percent. Yeah. Obviously, it needs to improve. What is the key to improving? Obviously, because you guys had stops, it felt like, a lot of times on first and second down, but what's the key to getting off the field in your mind? You know, stopping them on first and second down so we don't have that third and shorts key. Yeah. Um, but really just, I can't say, um, getting big on third down and knowing yeah. that we're going to get off the field and just trusting the coaches, trusting the personnel and what they are calling for the third down is huge. Um, and then just communicating, same thing on third down. Third downs can get kind of wild, the offense is going. Yeah. It's usually when they call their key big play to mm -hmm. get that first down. Um, so communication is huge there too. So almost just a belief that you guys can get it done. It yeah, like. just believing in what the coaches are calling, uh -huh. um, knowing that we they're going to call something because they trust us, uh -huh. whether they're calling a blitz or some pass scheme. Um, just trusting them. You excited to play against Texas Tech this week? Yeah, I'm really, really excited. I had a couple teammates that transferred there from Oregon as well, okay. so I get to see them, and yeah, I'm excited with that. Is Tyler Shuck one of them? Was he there at the same time as you, or is he, did he predate you at Oregon? He was He was earlier than me, okay. Terrell, um, and a couple other guys. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, when you look at them on film, what, what do you expect from them offensively? A really, really physical team. You look at their line, they're well, real, really well coached. Um, along with their running back, he's a hard runner. Um, they're just a well-disciplined team, and we need to bring it this week. And I just want to ask you about your experience at BYU so far. Obviously, you went to Oregon, you had your experience up there in Eugene. What brought you to BYU? What sold you on the Cougars? Um, there's a lot of things that sold me on the Cougars, honestly. I loved Coach Hill. I knew Coach Hill from high school. He'd be in and out of my, out of Corner Canyon, um, recruiting Noah, Coach Kerr's son, and quite yeah. a few other guys to Weber. Mm -hmm. So I got to know Coach Hill a little bit there. Um, and then I've heard great things about Kalani. I didn't know him personally. Um, but really, you get to BYU, they take you on your recruiting visit. And it's just different. I don't know how to describe it, but it's just it's a different feeling that you receive from BYU. Uh, I, I, I guess I can say this. Almost everybody I've talked to has had a similar answer to you on that. They, just, they can't describe it, as you mentioned, the, the yeah. feel about it. But what's the experience being a part of the inaugural Big 12 season been? Just is it, it kind of making history at BYU in a way here. It's, it's awesome. Um, the BYU fan base is awesome with the Big 12. Uh -huh. There's been a lot of Big 12 stuff going around the yeah. like around the campus, out yeah. here before the season. It's it's awesome. Um, I know the players have been excited. The coaches have been really excited. It's it's unbelievable. Hey, last thing for me, favorite part of Provo so far since you've been here? Mm, favorite part of Provo? Probably my bed. I get pretty <laughs> tired. <laughs> okay. Yeah, days are long. And, yeah. <laughs> I like that answer a lot. Harrison, thanks so much. Thank you. There you go. Harrison Taggart, BYU linebacker. A big thank you to him for taking the time to join us right here on the podcast. Can't thank him enough. And uh, he is a he's a fun dude to get to know. And I really, really appreciate him taking the time. And uh, you heard him talk about a lot of what he's experienced with his transfer coming in uh, from Oregon to BYU and getting onto the football field and playing. Uh, it's And here's the thing about this. And a lot of guys out there get a bad rap when they transfer uh, – football programs and they leave one place for another 
They want to play football, folks. These are young men. They understand they have a finite period to play football in their lives. Uh, my my finite period lasted all high school. The second we lost in the uh, state playoffs my senior year, I knew my high school football career and football career period was over. A lot of these kids are lucky enough to play at the college level, and they just simply want to get on the football field. And it's awesome to see a guy like Harrison Taggart getting that opportunity to do so. So we'll be rooting him on, and a big thank you to him uh, for taking the time to join us right here on Locked on Cougars. All right, coming up here in just a minute, I'll give you some keys to the game. Uh, with some of my bold predictions for BYU in this one, score prediction, all that stuff when it comes to BYU and Texas Tech. Also, we'll look ahead uh, to what else is going on in BYU sports this weekend. We'll break all that down coming up here momentarily on Locked on Cougars. Real quick, a word on our friends over at Bird Dogs. We've been talking about Bird Dogs, so the best part about them, folks, is they want to help you guys look good. Now, it's getting towards the tail end of a short season, but here's the thing with Bird Dogs. They're designed to make you look good, whether it's their shorts or their pants. They do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. The best part is they fit way better than regular shorts or pants that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. They have fixed that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any of the movement, my friends. It's as simple as that. Bird Dogs also use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. The best part is they are functional for literally any occasion. I've worn them out golfing. I have worn them evening out. I've gone to the pool with them. No matter what you're interested in doing, lounging, working out, going out on a date, no matter what you're doing, my friends, Bird Dogs can be the answer for you guys. So go to their website, birddogs.com slash lockedoncollege enter the promo code lockedoncollege while you're there for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash lockedoncollege for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at UCCU. We've been talking about our friends at UCCU for months now. They have a feature called Learn and Earn. It's the UCCU mobile banking app is paying your entire family to learn about money. They simply break it down into these small bite-sized top, uh, topics and stories and lessons. The best part is you do them, uh, you learn about them, and then you fill out these quizzes and trivia. And, then, and at the same point, same time, when you do that, your earning points can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. There's age appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against one another and track your progress on leaderboards as well. And it's all available inside the UCCU mobile banking app. So you can play it anytime, anywhere. And of course, the more you play, the more you learn. And obviously the byproduct is the more you learn, the more you earn from UCCU. Learn and earn part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart, Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, uh, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while learning about money together. It's as simple as that, my friends. It's all courtesy of your friends over at UCCU. CCU, love where you bank. Thank you once again for joining us on a Friday edition of Locked On Cougars. Hope you have uh, some fun plans this weekend. Hopefully, BYU will not spoil your weekend uh, with a loss against Texas Tech. But I'm looking forward to this one. I, I know there are a lot of people, and trust me, my download numbers this week on the podcast, frankly, have indicated a number of you are uh, down on the Cougars. And there was something that I think it was Jeff Hansen on Give Him Hell, Bring Him the Podcast. By the way, they I did an episode this week. It was good to hear them back uh, doing podcasts. Him and Garrett McClintock, and he talked about this thing. There is a there's this um, like almost like a I don't know when BYU was independent when they lost their first game of the year or maybe their second game of the year. Uh, fans would check out, and I I don't blame them because here's the thing: once you lost one or two games in independence, if you got to six wins, you knew what bowl game you're going to. It didn't matter if you won ten games, nine games, eight, seven, all the way down to six. You were going to the same bowl game, and obviously that has been ingrained in BYU fans' psyche over the past twelve years. We need as I'm collective, I do, I'm doing the same thing, folks. We need to get past that. This is going to be a process for BYU in the Big Twelve, and the thing about 
about it is you can lose three and four games in a season, obviously, and still have a fairly decent year. This is a higher level of football. It is something that BYU has aspired to play. So let's not get too down. I'm including myself. I'm I'm not absolving myself in this conversation. Let's try not to get too down on BYU because there is still a lot to play for when it comes to the Cougars. They can play spoiler in many respects. They can go to Austin, Texas next week and uh, absolutely spoil a lot of what Texas Longhorn fans are hoping for this year. They can have Oklahoma come to BYU, potentially rank, what, top five in the country when they make that trip out in late November, or it's be mid-November uh, to Provo, and you can play spoiler maker there. Why couldn't you go on a run here down the stretch run of the season? It's the back half. you got six games to go here. You're four and two. You're sitting at a pretty good number in terms of uh, wins versus losses this year. So, Let's like let's not get too down and out when it comes to the losses for BYU. We all knew, all of us knew, going into this, it was going to be a process for BYU to truthfully build into being a Big 12 contender program. It wasn't going to happen year one. Now, were there some smoke and mirrors that led BYU to a 4-1 and record early on this season and made some people think, oh, baby, they're better than we expected? Yeah, maybe so. But let's also acknowledge that there is a lot and there's a ton if you're a BYU fan to play for here. And that's what I'm looking forward to, obviously, uh, tracking. Now, when it comes to this game tomorrow, BYU, take care of the football. When the Cougars, have, and I, I, I'm, the math is checked out, when BYU's been plus in the turnover margin, meaning they have had uh, collected more turnovers than given away them, they are 4-0 this season. When they are even or they are uh, losing in the turnover margin, well, those are the last two games that they have lost this year, uh, Kansas as well as TCU, they have lost those games. So take care of the football. Also, I want to see BYU do more of what they did against TCU in the run game. There were flashes, and I'm, I'm not saying it was it was perfect by any means, but BYU's offensive line, some of the jumbling did on the interior there, putting Connor Pay back at center, etc., it seems to have yielded a better product in terms of run, uh, run fits, I guess I should say, uh, for BYU in the run game. Is that going to manifest itself in something they're going to become a dominant running team? No, I think they are what they are, and BYU's going to have to be more of a throwing team uh, to open up the run. But I saw progress. I saw better things in terms of their overall run blocking for BYU along the offensive line. Now, wide receivers, tight ends, even uh, the H-backs slash fullbacks, they play a key role in the blocking as well, and they have let down BYU a lot this season, even when the offensive line has done their job. Other blocks have been missed that have absolutely crippled BYU's run game. I want to see a continued uh, progression for BYU in the run game. It cannot allow it to get bottled up. Control the action. Play this game on your terms. Dictate the terms in this game. Tell Texas Tech with how you play, this is how this game is going to go. I'd like to see BYU seize control of it early and go out there and do their thing. Same thing on the defensive side of the football. Make life miserable for Jake Strong if he is the quarterback. Make life miserable for whoever the quarterback is for Texas Tech. you got to find some pass rush. BYU's defensive line since Arkansas has been MIA. It, it's just not been good enough. And I'm, I'm across the board. I'm not trying to single anybody out. The entire defensive line needs to step up. Will they bring more blitzes, hopefully, to generate some pressure? I would guarantee it. I would put a lot of money on blitzes coming to help BYU generate pressure on this young quarterback if it is Jake Strong uh, starting for Texas Tech. But the bigger point also is the defense needs to get back to doing more of what it was doing early on this season. It feels like in some ways they went to Arkansas and the defensive line was like, we've arrived. And Arkansas is on a five-game losing streak, folks. So maybe they're not necessarily as good as we thought they were. 
This defensive line has a lot to prove. They Like the offensive line, they got to go out and do it. But also, linebackers, defensive backs, they've all got to do their thing. I'm expecting to see a better product for BYU in terms of their overall defensive effort in this game. Giving up 500 and whatever, 80-some-odd yards to Texas Tech, uh, te- TCU, excuse me, not Texas Tech, TCU last week, and obviously the 44 points, those are abysmal numbers. You want to see improvement across the board on that. And also special teams, clean it up. You had far too much pressure on Ryan Rico last week. You've got to make sure that he's able to get those kicks off cleanly because when he does, uh, he can set BYU up in great uh, field position and obviously pin uh, Texas Tech back. So there's a lot going for BYU in this game, and I'm I'm feeling bullish on the Cougars. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout win, but I think BYU grinds out a victory and gets to 5-2 and two on the year. Call me crazy, call me what you will, but that's what I'm going with. I'm, I'm picking the Cougars. Give me BYU 23, Texas Tech 20. I think it'll be a lower-scoring affair, but BYU finds a way to get it done. They're 5-2 and two and feeling better about themselves as they make a trip to Austin, Texas to take on the Texas Longhorns next Saturday. Obviously, we'll be breaking it all down on a postcast edition of the podcast tomorrow night after I'm done with my radio responsibilities. And obviously, uh, we'll have plenty of coverage for you guys in the week ahead, uh, looking back at Texas Tech, whatever happens, and also getting you ready for a huge, huge game at DKR Memorial down there in Austin, Texas, as the Longhorns and the Cougars uh, do battle for the first and only time as members of the Big 12 Conference. So once again, a big thank you to all of you for your support of the podcast. Thank you to Harrison Taggart for taking the time to join us here on the show as well. Hope you guys are all having a fantastic Friday whenever you hear this. And of course, uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. Once again, if you want to enter to win, reminder, uh, send us just your your information, your name, number, phone, email address, that type of stuff. Locked on BYU at gmail.com. You'll be entered to win. We'll uh, pick out a winner tonight and get you guys on your way uh, to Lavelle Edwards Stadium tomorrow evening. All right, once again, thank you for your support of the podcast. Thank you for making it your first listen. And thank you to all of you for being everydayers with us right here on the Locked on Cougars podcast. See ya. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.